Hey, welcome back to This Week in Carnival. I'm your host, Buxy, your favorite micro-influencer with seven adoring fans and self-proclaimed Rio de Janeiro Carnival Analyst. Hey, hey, it's been a while since we've been together, and I've really missed us. I've missed the community we've built. So whether you are one of my very adoring seven fans or a new friend, I'm really glad you're here. It's been so long since we last connected through the episode with Alex and Inez, and I have to say, that episode was a hit, so (laughs) am I a little nervous that nothing's going to live up to that? Possibly, but again, no expectations. Again, just so grateful we had that opportunity to talk to Alex and Inez and just learn more about him. It just, ah, such a good time. Although I may have not been in the studio, aka my closet, recording, I have been paying attention to what's going on with Carnival and in the Samba community, and it's been a lot over the past couple of weeks. A lot of really cool announcements, a lot of energy from the communities, especially in the comments, and a lot of excitement. So let's talk about that today, this episode. I think that'd be a good way to catch up and to get our bearings and make sure we know where we are in this Carnival timeline. I'm so excited and I can't believe Carnival is right around the corner. I'm looking forward to going back. Everyone's preparing, even myself. This year I am scheduled to parade with two schools. So we just got to pray. <laughs> I'm very excited. All right, let's get started. <laughs> so first update, we're going to touch on it very briefly because I feel I think it makes sense to save this for a different episode. But if you remember our entire conversation about the City Auto schools, um, one of them is Sosego. Sosego announced that they are no longer going to participate in the Rio Carnival and instead they are going to parade in Nitroy where they are based. Nitroy is a different municipality so they have their own carnival parade and that has been going on for decades. So we're not going to get into the details of that but what I will say is a little bit of a controversy but maybe not depending on who you ask. Instead of elevating one of the schools from Siruprato, which is D3, a different school has been formed. A brand new school has been formed in Nitsuroi and is taking the place of Sosego. So more information on that. I think some people aren't happy about that because there was a whole drama with two very deserving schools that were demoted this year. And then other people are like, hey, it's the politics of Carnival. I don't know, need more research, but that is a big update because that means that the episode that I recorded is already outdated. But what can we do? We can only laugh, right? So, thank you, Sosego. <laughs> so the next update is with City Auto School Estacio, and they've announced their new Hyena Jabateria for 2023. Her name is Natalia Inu, and based on what I can see in the comments sounds like the community is split I don't know much about her I know she's pretty it looks like she's a maybe a influencer of some kind um, she looks like she sambas a little bit and I think this is complicated this entire conversation about this post is complicated um, and it's it appears I mean the conversation has been around well before I even knew that it existed but I, I think in the past year or two the conversation has gotten more polarized and folks are being more vocal with their vitriol especially people who are not even part of the Samba community or even know what's going on so I bring that up because we got we got a lot more queens to talk about <laughs> um, but You know, good luck to the new Estacio Hyena Jabateria. I'm sure her reign in 2023 and maybe longer will be perfectly fine. And the school will do well. Um, She will not be the first or the last Hyena Jabateria in that post that people are not super excited about because they're not part of the community. But the position was available for whatever reason. She was able to take the opportunity so it's just one of those complicated things that 
from the outside looking in, there's not much you can do but respect the reality. I think I'm also bringing this up and thinking about respect and the commentary in social media and just like the Samba sphere in general because this carnival coming up, there's been a lot of um, really powerful appointments that are really exciting and it's contributing to the polarization of why do you have x person in this particular post when you have all of this talent in the community and i think it is complex i think it's um political i think i don't think that there's an easy answer i think that you know Maybe some of it is money. Maybe some of it is ego. Some of it is just the realities. But it's it's interesting. And, and I also think that a part of me is thinking about this. Like this entire situation, the, the new hyena jabatidi of Estacio, she's Brazilian. You know, she is native. She's one of them. But it, but this situation and just everything that's been happening recently with people paying for positions and stuff like that, which is not new, but I think there's just more of a laser focus on it right now. And so what does that mean for us internationals when we go and we're mooses or we come and we're pasistas or we're international and we're hyena jabatidi is like, what does that mean? How are we being embraced? I think the appetite is changing a little bit and for most people it doesn't mean you know like it doesn't matter they don't care you know the reality is they're they're going for their experience and their experience alone they've paid for that experience and that's what they're gonna have totally fair I think I might just be a little hypersensitive which could be a fault of mine and now I know that I am rambling so we're gonna move on but I think this will make sense as we we go on to talk about some of the other appointments that have been made this year so far. So there's not much else in City Oru pertaining to hyenas and mooses for now, but I'm sure more will pop up. So jumping over to Grupo Special, we'll start with a super quick and cute update with the hyena jabateria Viviani of Salguero. And she was pregnant all throughout like the postseason. No, I take that back. She was pregnant during Carnival 2022 and she paraded with a very cute little baby bump. Um, and it was very, very, very adorable. So the baby is born and he's a month old now. And you can check her Instagram and see how cute he is. And she was back at Salguero this past weekend um, for their presentation of their final samba, which we will get into. And mama looked great, okay? I am not into the whole toxic snapback culture and all that, but Brazil is. And so she looks wonderful. Her costume was really cute for the evening. And... It looks like she is ready to go. She's revved up for 2023. So that's an update on that. And of course, the moment most of us have been waiting for finally happened. The community spoke and the school listened. And our girl Mayara Lima is officially the Hyena Jabateria of Tuichi. She had her coronation this past week. And it was beautiful. She was beautiful. Her dancing was beautiful. Her costumes were beautiful. Uh, the pasistas of Tuichi, always beautiful. The guys and the girls, just a great show of talent. The Musas, the Puerta Bandera, the Masha de Sal, like everything. Just, okay, we all know that I fangirl Tuichi, but it's fair. I love that school. Anyway, her coronation was great, very excited for her, and it's nice to see someone with so much talent be rightfully placed in the position that she should be. And she, along with a few other appointments, <laughs> which we'll get to, I keep saying that, 
put her along with the new queen of Beja Flor, some mooses of Viridoro, some mooses of Imperisahano. All of them are like pasistas. They rose from the ranks. They are in these elevated positions and you can't help but be excited for them because they are amazing and they are in positions that they rightfully deserve that often they don't get to be in these positions because of a financial inability. So it's been really cool to watch Mayato on this journey since that viral video. The amount of brand partnerships, the exposure she's gotten, the shows she's done, just the awareness she's brought to Samba um, through her talent, through her beauty has been really cool. So to see all of that culminated during the coronation, did I get a little teary-eyed? Just a little bit because it was it was really beautiful and you could tell how proud she is how proud the community is and how how much everyone feels like this is not only a win for Mayata this is not only a win for Tucci this was a win for all Sambistas all Pasistas and so it was really really dope to to watch that and it's gonna be exciting to watch a parade I I can't wait I do think that this is not me being messy but because I probably would have made the same choice typically in the past Tuichi had a princessa de bateria and that seemed to have been where they would put one of their pasistas or musas someone from the community in that high position alongside the hyena that typically would not be from the community and there has not been an announcement of a 2023 princessa and there's been a lot of questions about it often in the comments of Mayara Lima's Instagram lives which if you have free time on a Friday whenever they're two cheese doing shows her Instagram lives the comments are full of chaos every week just pure chaotic but anyway and that goes to like people just being really mean and nasty and it's just it's a mess she obviously can't control she don't know what's going on and when you save your lives i don't think you can see the comments so she probably has no idea but for those of us who are watching we're always just like what is it's like the spongebob mr Krabs meme where he's like spinning that's what it feels like in those comments but anyway sorry back to the point at hand there hasn't been an announcement of a princessa and i would say months ago a while ago I was on the side of like, oh, I hope they announce a princessa next to Mayata because that would be really, really dope. But I think if I was Mayata, I would probably be like, no, I'm good. I, I can handle this post by myself. We don't need a princessa. Like, we're, we're good here. And that could be controversial. Or maybe not. Maybe it's not a big deal. Like, I maybe, you know, we shouldn't even make it. A thing like it's just the reality of it she deserves a post and she deserves to be by herself but it does create a gap that used to be there or maybe there's no longer a gap because Mayata is the queen now I'm thinking out loud but the point is Tucci used to have a princessa you can go back and look at all their videos and stuff like that and you would see that that's the case in fact in 2022 Mayata was the princessa of the Batria. <laughs> And that position appears to have been eliminated, which I find very interesting. I get both sides of it. If I was Mayata, I'm doing it on my own. If I was a Musa or a Pasista, I'd probably be like, dang, that opportunity is gone. But hey, it is what it is. Such is life. <laughs> So that is Tucci and Mayata Lima and make sure you go check out the videos and look at all her posts and her dancing and just love that girl. Just so beautiful. So beautiful. So exciting. So let's move on to the most recent update, which is Beja Floor. Now, if you remember, Beja Floor had Haisa as the Hyena Jabateria for the past 20 years. She entered the post at the age of 12 and just left this carnival 2022. And so the school said, we're going to have a competition, a public competition. Anyone can participate. You 
basically just have to be from the community and um they were very public at least it feels like they were very public about the entire process so it's been fun to watch about a month or so ago they opened their courts so people can sign up and they had about 24 women of all ages sign up to be part of the competition and over the past weeks it's whittled down in different phases and last night Lorena Haisa was crowned as the Hyena Jabatidi Edge of Beja Floor. Lorena is 15 and I will admit I didn't know too much about her during the earlier stages but really her family her support team really worked hard on um, her social media and gave a lot of information which was super helpful first off the girl's talent is top-notch like just the the joy she has the smile the the samba like everything is she's just so fun to watch i i will admit i went into this competition rooting for someone else and you know once we got to the later stages i was like oh i get it like it makes sense that you know the the top three were the top three but yeah lorena is just like she seems like a ball of energy but back to her instagram and her family and all of the information that's been made readily available so According to a really cool post that does a timeline about her her connection to Beja Floor and her family's connection to Beja Floor, her grandfather was a composer for the school in the 70s. And then her mother was a pasista for a decade, if not more. And then her mother was pregnant with her and get, like went into labor during an ensayo technical and so the bus that was taking all of the community members back to Beja Floor had to reroute and go to the hospital so Lorena could be born. <laughs> um, and throughout all of this, like the community, just all of the storytelling just keeps talking about how she is like born and bred Beja Floor. And Beja Floor and the city of Neilopolis really clearly loves her and I think it's it's so sweet. But anyway, so yes, she was born on the night of Ensayo Technical or after Ensayo Technical. And currently her siblings are all either pasistas or they're in the uh, batteria or they're in the interpreter's wing, you know, and her mom apparently is still very active in the school and the community. So from what I was reading, it felt like she absolutely deserved it based off of her talent, charisma, and all of that, and the historical ancestral connections, family and community connections with the school. So really cool stuff to read about her. And I think she's just going to be a fantastic queen. It's just so exciting. So what does this mean? I've gotten some questions about this. And, you know, as I told my good friend, Kendra, this is for, for legal purposes. This is all my speculation. But I imagine Beja Flora Hyena Jabatidia Kaminadaji is a position that is obviously, I mean, based off Haisa being there for 20 years, this is not a position that's ever going to be sold. Um, their plan right now is for Lorena to be in this position for 10 years and then they'll have another competition. So it seems like going forward, every 10 years, there will be a new queen. So I guess it also helps that she is fairly young because let me tell you, Samba is a young woman's game. The older girls can keep up, but our knees be given out. But anyway, I really appreciate Beja Floor and this like entire competition and situation because it just shows their dedication to their community, to their school, and the ability to grow talent over a period of time and like who knows where this young woman is going to end up in 10 years like it it just seems really cool and the the way that the community cheered for her like if nothing else if you just go on youtube and watch this competition that just happened if nothing else the way that they cheered for her and the way they embraced her after she won and went into the crowd it like you can't help but be like wow this is this is something really really special um, I also love that all of the finalists were very black 
and Lorena is very black. Love that for her. Love that for the community and what that looks like. And again, con- like in comparison with Mayata Lima, the Carnival Court of 2022, like this conversation around like the roots of samba, the the people who have dedicated their lives to it day after day with often not being praised, a lot of times not being recognized. But these sambistas, these pasistas are now or again being placed in positions of high visibility, of, of high um, recognition. And the samba community is happy. So when you see a Mayara Lima, when you see a Lorena Haisa, and then you see... I'm just using her as an example, but you see the new hyena Jabatini of Estacio. It's, it's understandable why the community, they're super excited about one and less excited about another. <sighs> Hopefully this year I will make it to Beja Floor because as I've always mentioned, Beja Floor is very, very far. But I want to see this queen in action. I'm just super excited and I always have love for Haisa because as long as I've been aware of Asia Floor that has been my queen so she's definitely an eternal hyena for me so let's move on to Empire Sahanu okay so with Empire Sahanu I'm just gonna call it now like they are not coming to play around this carnival carnival 2023 they are pulling all the stops out and they are not trying to go back to city order they have been working really hard to build to rebuild their school their administration everything and it's absolutely being shown in one particular area which is the mooses and this is really cool because there's just a lot of talent being placed here but before i go into that just as a reminder in paris Sahano is known as one of the most traditional samba schools it's one of the oldest it is one of the most well respected some of the best composers have come from there they have what nine i believe nine titles um, meaning they won carnival nine times they are just a major player in Carioca Carnival and they had a rough couple of years but they are back on the rise and it's been fun to watch and you know I have a soft spot for them. I'm excited. So over the past couple of weeks a couple of things have happened. First like right after Carnival they um, they announced two Mooses de Comunidade and these are two of their pasistas who have been with them, who have grown up with them in the school. One of them is Jamili Marquez and the other is Luana Estrella. Both of them are fantastic dancers. They are beautiful. I love Jamili. She is this like gorgeous, and not to say that I don't love Luana, I just haven't met her, but I've met Jamili. She is this like just beautiful person inside and out. So nice. I love practicing English with her. She actually speaks a lot of English. <laughs> and she is like a model. She's a fantastic dancer. Pasista in Pesajano, Pasista of Portela. And just she's just beautiful. And this is just for me, but one of the things I love about Jamili is that she often wears her natural hair when she dances, and that is not very common in the samba world. It's a lot of just, it's just not very common, but she just often just wears like a big fro or like braids and it just I just love her I love her so much and it's just really exciting to see that the school was like these are our people this is talent we are going to elevate these you know beautiful dancers both Jamili and Luana and have them highlighted as mooses so they've added two phenomenal dancers to their moosa team then I saw that Sasha, she is, uh, she's also a pasista of Imperial. Well, she was a pasista for some years. She's based out of Australia. She dedicates her life and time to samba, and she has a huge company. 
in Australia. So Sasha and Nubia were part of the tour that I did the first time I went to Carnival. So I'm, I'm not going to sit here and act like I know a bunch about her, but I do remember her being very, very kind. And I always follow her and see how much work she does in Australia with her real project and the shows and the classes she teaches at her Samba school. So I saw that she is going to be a Musa this year which is really exciting she was her and Nubia were either Musas or Hyena Japasistas but basically Musas back in 2020 so to see that she's coming back for 2023 because she wasn't there in 2022 so to see Shasha will be back in 2023 is really exciting because she can dance she's very very pretty and and I think she's gonna shine brightly so boom another Musa full of talent that's going to be added and although Sasha is not Brazilian I will say like the fact that she commits herself to Samba and and was a pasista or is a pasista from Paris Sahano for several years I I think that that matters and she was also a pasista for Tucci and Salguero and I imagine it's probably still on YouTube and stuff like that but both her and Nubia did a lot of YouTube videos that were helpful and they like they documented their time as pasistas from multiple schools and you know if you're new to samba you're new to to being a pasista and stuff like that their videos were very like a very helpful insight and they kind of started or help make more visible what it's like to be a international dancer in Brazilian carnival so I'm grateful to them for that because I love information so being able to have that was very helpful and now that you know that helps people like me and other people who are constantly putting out content or trying to spread information to other people who are entering this world it, it's super helpful again another rant but shout out to Sasha she's gonna be a Musa I'm very excited to see her be a Musa and then this this is this is where we have to pause for a moment because whew, my queen of queens my Sao Paulo hyena Valeska is going to be a Musa of Imperial Sahano for 2023. Let me tell you something. I am so excited, mainly for selfish reasons, because if she is going to be a Musa and Imperial Sahano, that means I have a way better chance of seeing her in person <laughs> than her being in Sao Paulo. Now, I will admit, okay, so she started hinting at making her Samba comeback. Not that she left, but I mean, if you remember, Valeska left her post at Imperial Casavege in uh, Sao Paulo. So we kind of just been waiting around to see what's next. I remember seeing her in some, you know, Instagram videos where she went to Rio and I was like, ooh, ding, 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 something's happening in Rio. Now, I'll be very honest. I assumed she was going to land in a hyena jabatidia post at some school. Didn't know what it was gonna be, but I just like I was like, there's no way she's gonna go for anything but hyena. Then she started dropping hints with her Instagram pictures, and I'm gonna tell y'all my reasoning and how my prediction was very wrong, <laughs> but I promise it made sense in my head. So she posts like a picture with like a green boa and you know body sick all of that just amazing and so i'm like green okay there's only so many schools with the color green and let's be honest she's not going to city auto no shade she's going to grupo especial because she's valesca so who are the schools with green in grupo especial we got imperial sahano we got mosadaji and we got imperatrice so out of the three i'm like okay Imperial Sahano already has a queen. I don't think that they're going to like remove Darlin. Like that is just not going to happen. Plus, Darlin just brought in her daughter as Princessa Jibatria, which we'll talk about in a second. So I'm like, boom, Imperial Sahano's out. I'm not even thinking about Imperial Sahano. 
Then I'm like, Impetitrice. Impetitrice has Issa, the singer, as their queen. And I just don't think they're going to, like, let go of her that easily. Like, a pop singer versus Valeska. I mean, you know, I would choose Valeska. But also, like, Issa is dope, too. And I don't... I just didn't see Impetitrice letting go of Issa that, that easily. And then there was Mosadaji. I'm like, well, Mosadaji does have a queen, but I don't know that they are super committed to her. And then I went to the queen's page and her profile says Hyena Jabatidia 2020 to 2022. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, they didn't re-up on her. So Valeska must be going to Mosadaji. Then Valeska posts another photo or video with this green bodysuit, this green wig, just looking so fantastic. And the caption is literally a green heart and a star, I think. But just what's important here is the single star. And that's when I was like, oh, I'm putting my money on Mosadaji because if you look at Mosadaji's flag, it is just one star like it's a big star on it so i'm like it must be mosadaji and so i reposted that on my instagram and was like well this is where i'm putting my money and i went about my day now this is the really cool part i didn't tag her in that post at all i just like you know just reshared it and and said what i said and um because i often don't tag people i feel like they probably get tired of being tagged and stuff but i'm like laying down or watching tv and i get a notification it's my fangirl moment and valeska liked my instagram story and she entered my dms and put the little smiley face with the heart on my instagram story and did i take a screenshot of it 1000% because I immediately messaged the people that I know would allow me to fangirl and I was like one how did Valeska see this post because I did not tag her of course now I understand that like maybe there's you know for a fancy Instagram profiles you can see a whole bunch of stuff I don't know maybe she gets notified of who shares her stuff like and can actually see it I don't care the point is she liked it, and there is proof in my DMs that she sent a heart smiley face. I'm sorry, I'm getting I'm getting off track. But anyway, so keep in mind when I see her interaction in my DM of liking my post, I am even more so like, oh, I've cracked the puzzle. I've done it. Check me out. Our girl is going to Mosidaji. Now, I didn't post anything publicly about her being in my DMs because I respect our relationship that we are building. However, I felt very validated in my choice. All for the next day, for it to be announced that it's in Paris Sahano as Musa. The amount of messages I got, this is why you got to be careful with public, you know, public predictions. But it's also why I'm a good sport. I don't know. I'm new to this. I'm taking a guess like everybody else. But it was very fun. People were like, ooh, you were wrong. And I was like, I absolutely was. She got me good. She got me real good. By liking my little posts, she got me real good. So I was wrong. She is going to be a Musa. And I actually think it's quite perfect. I And I think it makes a lot of sense for a couple of reasons. So I have my, before I get to my theories, one, she's an amazing dancer. In her post about, like, you know, her position as Musa, she definitely talks about her connection to the school and how much she admires the school. And if she ever had the opportunity to be in Rio Carnival, she wanted it to be at a very, very traditional Samba school, um, which makes a lot of sense. So I think she landed in the in the perfect place. I also think it's quite perfect because, as I mentioned, in Paris Sahano is really stacking their Musa team. So, like, they, and not just, like, just everything about Paris Sahano, they're not coming to play. So, they have talent, like, just, like, pure talent that's going to be parading this year. So, that's amazing. And then this is, you know, again, for legal reasons, this is all speculation. I don't know this to be true. But 
I feel like if I were to be making my move to grow in a community and become the hyena jabateria of a school in Rio, I'd probably ease in. And I, or maybe not, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if this is the setup for her to become the new hyena jabateria of Imperial Sahanum. What that means in the future, I don't know how the community would feel about her being from Sao Paulo. I doubt they would, I, I don't know, I'm not going to say I doubt they would care, I, but you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised. So that's, that's my theory. If you know anything about the current Hyena Jabatidae of Imperial Sahano, um, I should say that she is respected for what she has done for the school and the community. And you, no one can take that away from her. Like she definitely brought resources and brought like a lot of exposure. She is known to not know how to samba and it is painfully rough to watch. I'm sure she's a lovely person, but it is it is rough. And she she was one of the ones that got the most like vitriol this past year. But it's not even new. It just was worse this year. Just about her about her not being a sambista and just some things she would do that most queens don't do. And so I don't think there would be a lot of love lost if she's no longer the queen in coming years. Um, so that's just my thought on that. But Valeska is going to be a Musa and Parasahano. And she, oh my God. Like, do we know what this means? The costumes, the like, the energy that Quadra is going to be jumping. I need to get out there. I need to get out there. And then to finally finish off Imperial Sahano updates. So as I mentioned, Darlin is the hyena jabatari of Imperial Sahano. And she's been in position for the past two years. Wait, a little more backstory. So Darlin is the mother of, more notably known, I think she has more children, but of Lesha, which is a pop star, and Wenny, which is a young, she's like 13, um, and I, I think she's more into fashion. So they got a little circuit going on with positions in Carnival, and I, I'm not mad at it, I'm not judging it, but um, Lesha it seems Laisha started, well, I shouldn't say started, I don't know, but Laisha was the Hyena Jabatidia of Bangu. And then she left that post and went to Unidos Dashijuka. When she left Bangu, she gave the position to her mother, Darlin. So Darlin was the Hyena Jabatidia of Bangu. And after Darlin was that hyena I don't know how long I think it might have been a year or so Darlin then handed the position to her daughter Wenny <laughs> so Wenny is this very young and age doesn't mean anything but like she's very young um, hyena jabatidae at Bangu and Darlin went to Imperial Sahano so if you're keeping track of it they kind of just the hand positions to each other as they move around. So why does that matter now? So recently, um, by invitation of the president of Imperial Sahano, who is also connected to Bangu in some way, but anyway, he invited Wenny to be the Princessa Jabateria of Imperial Sahano. So now Wenny is the Hyena Jabateria at Bangu, the Princessa at Imperial Sahano. Her mom is the queen, the you know, the queen, the Hyena Jabateria at Imperial Sahano. So there's just been a lot. Now, and we have to be really careful when we talk about Wenny because she is very, very young. She seems like a lovely girl. She also does not samba. And, but she tries. She does what she can. And I will say when she was announced as the Hyena Jabatidia for Bangu, whew, the internet was brutal. And I would argue that a lot of that vitriol was due to her mom and how she navigates. Because Lisha, 
I'm not gonna say she's the best zombista, but Laisha Sambas, and she at least puts on a little bit of a show. Um, so I think there might be a little grace for her, but despite the fact that this little girl Wenny is entering this space from a place of privilege, I don't think she deserves the amount of hate she gets online, especially at her age. Like that can't be healthy. I think it's easy to pick on this family for two reasons. One, they are more visible than a lot of people outside of Carnival. And two, for whatever reason, Darlin, let's just call it what it is. She does not Samba in the way that we think of Samba and what we're used to. And it feels as though she does not care about what anyone thinks. She can afford these positions. And so that's what she's going to do. I think she probably genuinely does care about all of the schools that she participates in. But I don't think she cares about the the artistry and the the actual dance movements and so when we see her in these positions when we see her at events and when we see her in parades and she's not sambaing she's not you know doing what a traditional queen does it feels disrespectful it feels like a mockery and it feels like a slap in the face so just by nature of being her daughter, being put into this hyena position without any experience, without going through Samba school, you know, just kind of showing up and like, that's the queen. It unfortunately made her an e a very easy target. And maybe Darlin weighed out the benefits and the disadvantages and was like, the long-term goal is worth the short-term pain. I don't know. But I can see why there's a frustration around this and and why people are vocal about it. I just think that a lot of the vitriol is unwarranted because when he seems new to Samba and we all were new and we had the privilege to train outside of the public light and only show up when we were ready. She wasn't afforded that. And that the accountability for that has to land on her mom. Like her mom made the decision to allow her daughter to be thrusted into a high position out the gate. These are choices and choices have consequences. Oh, and that's the other thing for her to be queen of a city auto school and then princessa of a grupo special school. These are absolutely opportunities that only money can buy. And so that's why when we have a Mayata, when we have a Lorena Haisa, you know, when you have a Marimola, a Bellinia, when you have all of these people who are from the community in these schools all the time, when they're elevated, the response is so different and so exciting because these opportunities were stripped away from them for many, many years due to being bought out. And now it seems like there's a resurgence. So that's great. That's exciting. The flip side is that the people who are on the other side of it are, again, getting a lot of vitriol. You know, the game is the game. And I don't have the answers. I just, you know, just see what happens on both sides. And I can understand the feelings of the people who feel disenfranchised within their own Samba communities due to these positions not being available or out of reach to them. And I also think we always have to ask ourselves, especially as outsiders, when we're quick to be like, why is such and such in the position? What conditions are in place or not in place? What societal structures or impacts are enforced that causes a Samba school or an administration to open up these coveted positions for purchase and then once we have the answers to that then the next question is what is the mindset of the people who have the ability to purchase these positions and why are they saying yes to them now these are all questions that we can float around in our heads we may never get the answers but i say that because i think it's 
complex. Everyone has a point, but I've also really come to terms of accepting that this is the reality as it stands right now. That doesn't mean it's forever, but way more has to shift than just a few amazing appointments for the culture to shift. So a lot of steps in the right direction, but I think there's a long way to go. And money talks. From the outside looking in, it just feels like that family just kind of has control of of these positions. So the announcement that she is the princess of Jibatria, I guess, you know, one could ask, why? What was the point in this? And we may never know. And Paris Sahano got a lot going on, but they got a lot of talent in their Musa, you know, Musa wing. And my money is on all eyes being focused on a name like Valeska and the, the Musas of the Kuminadaji, Jamili and Luana. So let's see how this is going to play out. But again, I think Impera Sahano is doing everything possible to put on a, an amazing show. Do I think they're going to win? I'll save that for a prediction episode. I will say they they are they're coming for blood this year. It's it's gonna be really, really fun to watch. And now that we've gotten those updates out the way, we can move out of the realm of hyenas and moosas and move into the realm of samba and hairdos, which is always fun because now we get to hear what carnival is gonna sound like in 2023 so let's start with grupo special and this is gonna be fairly quick in my opinion well i feel like i say that all the time and i lie but um each of the schools in grupo special are announcing their in their samba and hairdos on particular days so we only have a few at the moment and the rest are gonna i think the last one is announced in like early November. So I'm I'm just going to talk about them really quickly, but in the show notes, I've put links uh, to playlists I've made on YouTube so you can actually hear the songs because I don't know if I can play them on here. I don't feel like going to jail, so I'm not going to put the songs actually on here. But Tucci kicked off the Samba and Hairdo release, at, um, and they did that the same day as Mayata's coronation and so far i like it it seems very fun and catchy i'm excited to hear how the maestro de bateria like really um incorporates different breaks and stuff but it's as as usual two cheese always fast so it's fast it's fun it um it talks about you know a bull a cara preta, so like the black face of the bull, and you can. I'm not gonna go into what the themes are. You can go back to the previous episodes and catch up on that. But I gotta say, I really like this one. I think it's gonna be fun, and I'm hoping I can parade with them this year. Next, Mangueta. Let's take a moment for Mangueta. Now we know I love me some Mangueta. Mangueta had like 5011 entries of Samba and Hairdos, which I think I mentioned in the last episode. And it finally got narrowed down. But from the beginning, it was clear that one was perfect. Like it was so catchy, so fun. Like I think, because obviously this is about me and my feelings. I think I would have started a revolt if they didn't pick this one particular Samba and hairdo. But we don't have to worry about that because the one I was rooting for won. And it is just, oh my God. It is so fun in the studio version and so like beautiful that I can't imagine what it's going to sound like live. Because I, I, Sure, I can hear like a YouTube video, but I feel like I need to really be there. And then I cannot imagine what it's going to sound like coming down Avenida. It's going to be so good. And I am still on the mission to figuring out how to parade with Mangueta. We know, we know that that has been a goal of mine. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to figure it out. I know there's community allies, but 
We're going to figure it out. By hook or by crook, I'm going to be in there. And it seems like for Tucci and Mangetta, the response, at least that from what I can see in like a lot of comments and stuff, people are really happy about these choices. Like they feel good about it. Um, which I think for Tuichi is something because last year the inheritor was strong, like really, really strong and beautiful. And this one feels strong as well. And with Mangetta last year, I don't think that there was a ton of love for the inheritor, but it grew on people over time. But this year, it feels like everyone's like, yeah, no, 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 this, this is it. This is the winner. This is the one. That's just my reading of it. So that feels good because obviously the more you love an in hairdo as a community, like you're going to sing it really, really loud. So I, I'm excited. Um, and then we have Salguero. have to say so far this is my least favorite and I mean there's a lot more to come out so I don't know but it feels like last year's their song was cool but like last year I keep saying last year earlier this carnival 2022 their their samba and hairdo was cool but it just felt a little disjoint like you learn to love it right but this one feels off in my opinion, like I'm not super excited about it, and maybe I need to hear it with the Batidia, because that's what happened with Mangetta last year. But this, this one's this, this is a tough one to love. This, this is really a tough one, and I know I'm not crazy because when I read all the comments, now keep in mind my research spans from Instagram to Twitter to YouTube, like wherever I can just read comments, and I know. You know, it might not be indicative of the entire communities, but it's helpful to see. No one's a fan. Everyone hates it. Everyone's saying that this is like the worst one out of all of the finalists. This was the worst one they could have chosen. Um, I did see some interesting comments that were like, you know, it's maybe a little more commercial. I don't know if that's the right word, but thinking about like what... What song would be easily played on, on like, global TV or things like that, like, big stations in Rio? Um, I think a good comparison, which might not be a fair comparison, it's, like, sometimes when Lizzo makes music, it's like, oh, this song is going to be perfect for an Old Navy ad or perfect for, like, you know, like, a Gap ad. And that may not have been her intention, but you can see the ability for a song to span beyond just like the music audience. That may be how some people are looking at this Salguero one. Like it's, it's good enough for the parade and it might have some marketability beyond the parade. But either way, I can say I'm, I'm not a huge fan of it, um, but that can change over time. And, and then there's Vila Isabel, which I, I need to listen to some more. I also think I need to hear it with, um, with the Batteria. It just feels like a really stark difference from 2022. And I'm a little disappointed because the theme this year seems super cool with, you know, just like looking at all the different celebrations across different religions and beliefs and stuff like that but the song doesn't feel like it aligns but maybe maybe I just don't understand the vision and that happens a lot like I think I need to hear this one more but it's it's nice it's okay standalone it's great it's a great samba and hairdo it's very beautiful when you add it to the theme it's like hmm interesting interesting combination it's like I guess how people feel about pineapples on pizza but I like it so we'll we'll have to see and then by the time this episode airs we will have three more we will have the final for Portella I'm actually recording probably as they are announcing it now um and Pea Sahano and Viradoru and then you know by next week we'll have a bunch more uh, make sure you check out the playlist so you can hear them and then let me know your thoughts I'll continue to add them as they're added on YouTube, I'll continue to add to the playlist. So 
we can easily find it and listen to it. So our city order or D2 has a lot more schools who have, that have already announced their Samba and Hairdo, and there's still a lot more waiting to come. But we have a bunch. So we already have Jacopigua. They've announced theirs, Bangu announced theirs, Porto de Pedra, Imperio da Tijuca, Innocentes de Belfortoso, Unal de Ilia, Vigario Geral, Unidos de Padre Miguel is announcing theirs tonight, and Sal Clemente is also announcing theirs tonight, I believe. And then by the time this episode airs, Ponchi is also going to announce theirs. So far, listening to all of them, I've enjoyed all of them. I think Bangu's is pretty cool, pretty strong, which surprised me a little bit. But I, but I also think anytime you sing about Shango, like it's going to be a bit strong. Like you, you can't have a weak song about Shango. Um, Puerto de Pedra, I really like theirs. Theirs seems really good and really fun, and they are definitely one of the schools that I'm like, ooh, they may, they may for the title and Pedro Tijuca is definitely one that the more I listen to it I'm like okay I like this a lot they always have a good song I like this one a lot in Essenties I really like theirs as well it's all woman focused it's catchy it's gonna be good it's gonna be good you now the Ilya Vigado Geral I need to listen to a bit more but honestly I don't I didn't see any stinkers <laughs> in this group but you know the announcements are not over yet but I I think the gold series tends to have really strong samba and hairdos cuz you know they they got to work harder they got to work twice as hard but I'm I'm excited I'm I'm really excited to hear uh Padre Miguel and Sal Clemente because one, Padre Miguel always has a strong in hairdo. Always, always, always. And then Sal Clemente, I know that they are probably still pissed that they were demoted. So I'm hoping they have a really strong one. So we'll hear. But that is pretty much the update on the Samba and hairdos. So see, I was right. This is this is the quicker part. But this section, is again, is going to be more fun if you go listen to them on YouTube and then obviously come back in my DMs and interact with me. I can't wait to hear your thoughts. Well, friends, that's it for now. I just wanted to jump back on and give you an update on what's been happening in Carnival these past few weeks. And I hope that this has helped get everyone on the same page. I'm sure I missed a bunch of stuff. But if I did, definitely slide in my DMs and let me know. But also, as always, let me know your thoughts, what you love, what your questions are. Um, and Or just, just say hi. I like, <laughs> I like when folks say hi. I am notoriously terrible at responding to my DMs on time. But hey, that's who I am as a person. You all know this about me by now. We don't have to discuss it much further. You appreciate me for who I am, and I appreciate you for appreciating me for who I am. Anyway, I'm going to continue getting my life together. Don't worry. Everything is good. Just life is, you know, life be life in. But in the meantime, I hope to be back in the studio recording a lot more and interacting. And I can't wait to see what comes of the announcements of the next batch of Samba and hairdos and announcements of hyenas and mooses and highs and all the different things. And I'll be over here still preparing for my journey to carnival. Gotta everyone keep your fingers crossed. I'm praying I can still make it work. I think I will. And I'm just excited. Like I, I'm really glad to be back podcasting again. It's, it's something that I've missed and and so far, all of the people that I've connected with, it, it's really special. During this break, I was in California for a bit, and I got to meet some of the Bay Area Samba community, and it's just so nice. Like, just, I love, I love what Samba has done for me in creating a space for me to build more community, and I appreciate how kind 
folks have been in welcoming me in their spaces. So shout out to all of the San Francisco girls. Uh, y'all are really, really special. And I can't wait to get back out there and dance with y'all again. And for the San Francisco girls that are going to be in Rio, I can't wait to see you in Rio too. So this is really exciting. Um, I know I always blush and look utterly embarrassed because I am anytime someone's like oh I know you and your podcast like guys that stresses me out every time I am way more social over the phone than I am in person (laughs) but thank you for saying that and thank you for like well thank you for saying that because when you do it pushes me out my shell even more so I appreciate it I appreciate you all I appreciate the community and I am looking forward to connecting some more as always, let's chat more on Instagram at Buxy, B-U-X-X-Y. So thanks again for listening to This Week in Carnival and never miss an episode by subscribing to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time, ciao, beijos, mwah.